Fucking with the road these days, but I still tell the difference. Rollness get recognition, I recognize that from a distance, see it from far. Bit AMP, I told bro, big, you don't smoke weed in a car. It feels good to see me in the charts. I used to hit shots, sell rock and linking parts. You've been warned, I've winged the alarm. They talk by the trap, they ain't been in it once. YG got the trench coat on, it's black and long like a Christian nun. Trying to locate me a new plate, I don't put trust in vintage guns. Stop whinging and go get some money, what's wrong with these self inflicted bums? Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your host, June. I'm here with my co-producer, Small Town EP. Hey, yo, what's good, what's good, what's good, man? Got a little better audio quality going on this week. A little better, you know what I'm saying? I want to take a second to apologize to all the listeners for the last episode. I know I sounded like I was on the phone. Uh, I kind of was. So it's like almost the equivalent. (laughs) Don't be so nice. The listeners gonna understand. No, no, no. Shout out to you if you're listening to the ATS pod, if you've been tuned into the ATS pod, and if this is your first uh, installment of the ATS pod. So um, if you're new, tell a friend, tell a friend. You know what I'm saying? Follow us on Twitter at ATS pod. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at ATS pod official. Uh, and kind of just, you know, breeze through with this journey we on. And, um, if you have questions, comments, or, or any type of topics or anything you want to, you know, get at us for, you can hit us up on one of those. You can even email us at allthingsportspodcast at gmail.com if you're more of a uh, traditional guy. Um, right. I wanted to start off this week by saying before, because this is going to be probably, <laughs> I hate to say this, this is probably going to be the last week that the United States is in the World Cup. So I kind of want to. Just say shout out to them for making the round of 16. Shout out to the. You don't see them getting past the Netherlands? Shout out to the U.S. national men's team (laughs) for making it to the round of 16, uh, winning uh, a game versus Iran, in which could have went either way. Um, You know, obviously Polisic had a big goal and a big injury that came with that. So at what cost (laughs) type of thing? But. Yeah. To answer your question, I do. I could see us. I could see us. You know, getting a win um, against against a Netherlands team who who isn't as strong as they were in 2014 or so. You know what I mean? With Iron Robin and guys like that. Like I remember that squad. But I don't know, man. I think this is a really good first half team, and then they kind of just dwindle down. And, and, and I could see them. Losing two nil, but I could see them winning one nil. So I don't know. We'll 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 leave it up for for the United States men's national team to to put up a fight. You know, hopefully it's a valiant effort on Saturday. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, I got France winning the World Cup, becoming the first team to go back to back since I believe like '06 or or so. Oh, I think it was '02. Yeah, uh, for. In years, <laughs> many matches. So, how do you see? How do you see this one playing out um, for the United States on Saturday? Um, it's it's really tough to say, only because this World Cup, honestly, uh, has been kind of crazy. Like it's been very kind wild of an so understatement. Far. Yeah, it, that's it's it's an understatement. It's it's been very wild so far, especially yesterday's uh, matches. That was. That was crazy with Mexico giving up that last last minute goal to uh, <laughs> don't to, uh, Saudi Arabia, um, Argentina doing what Argentina does. Um, it's there. There's some titans that are that are left, obviously, and I don't think I think the U.S. has the heart, but I think it's really going to come down to that skill set um, and frankly that chemistry because even even one of your best players Pulisic plays in English Premier League so like he's I don't want to say he's not used to playing with you guys because obviously he's on the U.S. men's national team but like his chemistry with some other players is probably a little more on point than the chemistry that he has with his own team to a certain extent so I just I think I think it's going to be a hard and valiant effort um I see like a Netherlands probably like one nil win to be honest so Real quick, though, I wanted to ask you, how do you feel about this year's mantra for the United States team uh, being what I believe is kind of an ignorant one, but uh, it's called soccer, right? 
I think, what are your thoughts um, on that? I think it's in today's climate with everything that's going on, it's a bit uh it's a bit risky. I think there's a fine line between a mantra and like you said, just kind of being one arrogant, two ignorant, you know. Um, sounds like the United States to me. That sounds that to me, I thought when I saw the shirts, right? I thought I thought one that it was either photoshopped or two that it was just like a off like you know like one person made a t shirt right like, right you know a little group of friends like they're not buying those at Walmart right <laughs> <laughs> no they are <laughs> um and then to see that it's like their mantra it's like what it's it's like you're mocking like it's it exactly it's a troll you know it's I mean? a troll and yeah, it's going back troll. to what you said like it's it's very fitting in today's society um for the United States to come up with some Twitter type of mantra that they ran with. And then to see, you know, the captain of the team pull up his Jersey or sorry, his, uh, what do they call these here? <laughs> we call them jerseys. <laughs> oh, unis, the unis. <laughs> sorry. We call them jerseys to pull off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? His, his uni. And you see the, and you see the, it's called soccer and then they're cheering it throughout the stadiums. They're cheering it throughout the, uh, you know, throughout the world cup venues. It's, it's a little, it's, it's, it's nothing, you know, it's, it's not like it's really disrespecting anybody at the end of the day, because we truly call it soccer here in the United States. It's, yeah. it's what a lot of us were raised on, but um, it is a mockery for those teams and those countries who all they have is soccer. Right. I, I feel like, the United States knows mm. that soccer is like, it's 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 the it's the furthest thing from big time in the United States, right? Um, and we're at the biggest stage for this sport, for yeah. for one of the biggest stages ever in sports, right? Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I just feel like it's a it's a little it's a little it's a little classless. But guess what? The more we win and, and the more we the more we hear it, like I'm all for it. Fuck it at the end of the day. Like if the United States gets to two more rounds, like that'll be awesome, right? That'd be awesome. So that that would be special. It would. It would. It, it, what's scary, you know, and, and I'm on a more serious level, um an unfortunate level, I heard that someone was murdered in Iran uh for cheering for the United States in traffic. And he was shot wow. and killed. You know, after that, after that defeat that Iran took. And, you know, it's it's this is just an example of like how much which by no means do I agree or, or like that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like. This is not a topic we should even have the discussion of when we're talking about someone's life, you know, being in danger or taken. Um, so I hope that his soul can rest um, and his family can find peace. But. Yeah, prayers to all those involved. It, it 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 does show how serious these other countries take the sport of soccer, football, whatever you call it, right? And like, so that just like going back to my point of like we're being kind of ignorant about it. It's 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 a little fine, you know. It's a little it's a little fine. Uh, I don't know how to word what I'm trying to say, but you know, you're walking a fine line, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's distasteful, and you're walking a fine line with it. So I guess. Moving forward from the United States, uh, we can look into some of the matches and um, kind of just give your thoughts on Argentina versus Australia. That's uh, Saturday as well. They get the Saturday match. I think that Argentina takes care of business there. I, I think you'd agree with me. I would. I would. I think Argentina kind of plays back first half and then – if they can get a little counter, they can get Messi running down. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. They'll 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 take that, but they'll really turn up in the second half. So, I think Sunday we're gonna get two great games, right? We're gonna see a bounce back performance. We hope from France, right? I think. Do you go for France this World Cup? Who, who you got? Yes, I think. Okay. I think I think they go back to back. So we're on we're on the same page with. Uh, with France, you know, going back to back, they put up a abysmal performance last week um, or earlier this week, I believe it was. So they're not happy with that. I know that they want to come out and show, listen, we're a much better team than what we showed. That was a disgrace to our country, as, you know, people probably took that. And yeah. 
we didn't play up to half of the standard that you know this French team should be playing uh, with all the talent they have. So, unfortunately, Poland, who's a really good team, and and they have an amazing star Lewandowski over there. They're gonna get the <laughs> they're gonna get the shit end of the stick having to play a team like France, who who quite frankly just knows what's up in front of them right now, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, and they know that it's theirs for the taking, you know, yep. um, a lot of like, even like, I, I love a lot of the storylines. I love, I don't want to say I love because I really wish I was able to see him, but Benzema being out of the world cup this year due to injury. Um, and you're just seeing everyone just stepping up, Havard stepping up, just it, it's looking, they, they look in as inform as any football team, any soccer team could be at this point. Yeah. Now and that 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 one nil loss to Tunisia obviously it's, it's eating at them you know it's it's in the grand scheme of things it's not the worst thing that could have happened in the World Cup to them you know but it it might be the best thing it might be the it best might thing. be the best thing that has happened to this team because guess what this team did need to be humbled and not losing a match in group stage could have really hurt them as far as all right listen we won last year we won out through the group stage. Maybe they make it to the final four. You know what I mean? And then that's when they take their loss because they were just too ahead of themselves. Mm-hmm. A team like Tunisia has no business beating France national team, in my opinion. But should have been, been a 0 draw. But sports are sports, right? Anything is possible, and it's about who shows up that specific day on the pitch, as we call it, field. I'm just going to be a little ignorant here. <laughs> we, it's so funny how, how the terminology in, in sports in America versus around the world just changes. But I don't want to take up too much of our listeners' time because, you know, I, I do know that the World Cup is a is a great thing for all of sports. But um, in the United States and for the All Things Sports podcast, this might be a little new. Um, so I don't want to take up too, too much time. But we also do get an England-Senegal game on Sunday. And I believe that that game is going to be really, really intriguing because England obviously should win this game and they should win comfortably. But this Senegal team plays with a lot of passion. And I forgot who it was they were playing the other day. Um, I think it was Sunday morning. I think it was Sunday morning they played. And listen, like, they went down. I I don't remember exactly when they played. I don't want to put Sunday. I don't want to put Sunday. but It was Friday. It was Friday, okay. But you see Friday, them play with Friday and Tuesday. They played Ecuador and they uh, they beat Ecuador and they beat. There it Italy. goes. There it goes. The Ecuador game that was actually yeah Tuesday, the Ecuador game on Tuesday. I mean, Ecuadorians heartbroken all across the world, and I mean Ecuadorians probably mainly found in the United States and parts of Central America. However. <laughs> All over the world, Ecuadorians <laughs> were heartbroken. I know, a couple, right? I know a couple of them, and they was, yeah, they was. Shout out to all the Ecuadorians I know. Shout out to all the Ecuadorians listening to the podcast. Um, unfortunately, your run has ended. Uh, and, you know, well, hopefully you guys qualify in, uh, in about four years. But going back to the England game, I do think England takes care of business in a tough, in a tough match. All right. I'll say that. Can two we one. can we wrap things up? Can we wrap? I think yeah, we got fifteen one. minutes of World have, Cup. Yeah, we don't even have a we don't have the round sixteen completely posted yet. So yeah, we have another Japan Croatia game, which should be interesting. I think uh, Croatia takes care of business in a tight one with Japan too. Um, but there's still around. Uh, there's still another group stage, a couple group stage games uh, matches tomorrow. So we'll let that play out. Got to round it out. Yep. Yep. Anyways. Let's talk about football. Week fourteen. Are we are we in week fourteen? I believe so. Did week fourteen just did just just start with this uh Patriots Bills versus I mean the Patriots, that's a whole nother thing. But <laughs> Patriots versus Bills. That game right there, it just shows that Tom Brady was such a dominant factor in this era. Right, that era of football that was just football in December runs through Gillette, right? And going into Gillette in a December game, especially on prime time, doesn't typically end well 
for the opponent. It doesn't. Nope. Nowadays, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to put all the blame on Mac Jones. You got, And we spoke about this before the season started. I said, Matt Patricia calling plays. <laughs> I don't know how much you're going to get out of that offense when you got Matt Patricia. And I forget the other guy, but I believe it's Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia calling plays. I don't know how much you're going to get out of that. It's actually week 13, by the way. So I, I want to clarify that. Thank um, you for fact-checking that. Yeah, of course. So this is a this is this is a defensive minded coach that you have running an offense that lacks firepower, it lacks a star player on the outside and you're entering the what second year of your first round pick quarterback. It's it's tough. It's tough and you're in a division which is uh I won't say I won't say I don't want to say one of the best, but I'll say one of the toughest because yeah. like the NFC East, these games typically are, are all competitive. I mean, the Dolphins and the Jets haven't shown so much competitiveness throughout the years. Um, but when the Dolphins play the Patriots, you know what I mean? You get those good games, Dolphins versus Jets, uh, Patriots, Bills, you know what I mean? Patriots, uh, Dolphins, Bills. So mm-hmm. this year, especially, you're getting a lot of good football from all four teams when they're playing each other. And it's 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 crazy that as fast as it happened, like Brady left the division, right? And and we knew that there was gonna be a turning point. We knew that there was gonna be a difference in in, in energy and all of this, and there would be a shift in the ownership of the division. Bills fans rejoice. Right, right. But yeah, you're right. Bills fans rejoice because you guys have had feelings of like, okay, well, now the division's ours. But not so fast. Along came Mike McDaniel and Tua Tugavailoa's chemistry and Tyreek Hill, you know, who was traded for. They got something to say about that. So the Dolphins are sitting there at 8-3. and three. The Bills are sitting there at 9-3. and three. And... What's funny is that the Bills did lose to the Dolphins in Miami earlier in the season, and I think it was a big thing that the game was in Miami because the game is now going to be in Buffalo toward the end of the season when Miami and and, uh, and Buffalo plays each other. And right now, Buffalo's at 9-3. and three. If the Dolphins lose this tough game they have versus San Francisco, they'll be sitting in first place. And then it's going to come down to, can Miami go to Buffalo and get a win? And and at the end of the day, no matter who you think is a better team right now, winning in Buffalo in December, not Come easy. On, not easy. Come not on, versus man. this Buffalo team, at least. Because with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and what they've been able to do, Jordan Poyer on a defensive end, Tredavious White coming back and getting in the mix of things, it's, it's tough. It's just tough. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Jets got Minnesota on the road. I don't even care to talk about this this Patriots uh Bills game because it wasn't much to watch. I mean, we got to see Josh Allen, you know, just be Josh Allen, right? This is a, a, a team that typically doesn't even run the ball well, able to run the ball for 130 yards. Like, that's how bad the Patriots are playing. And yeah, it's really it doesn't look pretty at all. You got Josh Allen making Superman jumps. You got him making sidearm throws, running out of bounds for touchdowns. Like, Stephon Diggs is routing up New England's number one uh, corner all game. So, I don't want to even go there. 24-10 win. But I do want to take a look at the Week 14 schedule and kind of break things down. So, with the Bills sitting at first place, again, I said the Dolphins do got a tough matchup versus San Francisco. How do you think that one's going to plan out? I know that we talked about it a little bit on – uh, what was it, Monday night? Yeah, Dolphin San Francisco. Uh, but if you didn't listen, here's your chance. If you did, bear with us for two more minutes. Armstead getting hurt is really, really going to play a big factor in this game because we know how bad that offensive line has been in years past for this Miami Dolphins team. And mm-hmm. we know Tua Tagovailoa and a lot of pressure can cause some issues, right? Uh, 
So for safety reasons and his health, I hope Tua can stay upright. And I hope that that San Francisco defense can take it just a little bit easy on him because it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a really long day for Tua. It's going to take it's going to take a farm, and it's going to take a lot of Tyreek Hill getting that ball in space and making some plays Absolutely. that probably come from nothing. Um, I just I just don't see how the Dolphins are going to be able to open up the field versus that defense. That defense has shown way too much strength within the last four, five, six even weeks for me to believe, okay, well, you know, you lose your starting left tackle, you're going to be just fine. Uh, especially for a team that doesn't even really run the ball uh, too effectively, right? Yeah. So that's going gonna, gonna to be a tough one. I, I see I see Dolphins taking the L there, and now the Bills are sitting in first place for the AFC East, and it's just like, okay, now the Dolphins got to start winning games again so that they can fucking, you know what I mean, get some control back. And hope that the Bills lose a game. I you mean, know, that's the, at the end of the day, they, they have the tiebreaker in the, right the, now. Exactly. So right now. they they have it. And all they got to do is make sure that they play good and then beat the Bills. Right. They got to beat the Bills on the road because they've already beat them at home. So it's not like everything's in the Bills control. This Bills team was just struggling. And, and it's funny how football so week to week, you know, week to week, because this Magic. Bills team. If you would have asked me two weeks ago, I'm like, well, they're not necessarily collapsing, but we're starting to see, you know, the the bills of old and and how they can easily lose themselves a game and beat themselves in a game that they should have won. Again, I spoke about it earlier this week. Josh Allen has made some bonehead plays in the last few weeks. He had a great game versus uh, Detroit last week on Thanksgiving, and he had a great game versus New England. So, like, is he catching his stride back? You know what I mean? Yeah. Probably so, and that's not that's not a good that's not a good feeling if you're an AFC East uh, divisional matchup. So let's run down the schedule, and we'll we'll give our game picks. I don't want to go too too in depth with these games, but we'll give our game picks on who we think is going to win. Pittsburgh at Atlanta. Who you got? That's a tough game, man. Um, give me Pittsburgh. You know what? Give me, Pittsburgh. Give me Pittsburgh on the road. I would like to say Pittsburgh because that defense, man, and and you know that went over over the Colts on Monday night. It was it, I wouldn't say much of telling because you know it's a Colts offense who really can't get anything going this season. Their defense mm-hmm. is really good though, and uh, Pittsburgh was able to put up twenty four points. So you got to give credit there. George Pickens had a had a good game as a rookie and Kenny Pickett, you know, it's a struggle. Rookie quarterback who wasn't expecting to be, you know, thrown in there probably by this point in the season. Hey, he's doing enough to win them some games. I'm going to take Atlanta for the fact that one, they're at home. Two, I don't believe Najee Harris is going to be 100%. Um, And Atlanta's Mm -hmm. been in close games all season. They've just been letting other teams get that final straw, that final push. I think Atlanta comes out victorious. Denver at Baltimore. I think this is a must-win for Baltimore um, to, one, maintain first place in their division. Two, nobody wants to be known as a team that's given up Ws to fucking Russell Wilson, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you let Russell Wilson beat you, now you're trash. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I feel no. like is the. I feel like that's yeah, probably, okay. like, the motivation going into it. So, who you got? Yeah, give me Baltimore. Come on. Green Bay, mind you, Green Bay banged up Aaron Rodgers. He's got a broken thumb. He's got a rib injury. Going on the road to Chicago to face a backup, Trevor Simeon, and those Bears. I'll take Green Bay. I don't care if Aaron Rodgers had two broken thumbs. I don't care if he was born with (laughs) no thumbs. He is the owner of the Chicago Bears. He reminded us of that last year and I think he'll show that even if he's hurt he's still the owner of the Bears and listen if Justin Fields was playing I think that there would be a whole different scenario I think that there'd be a whole different storyline going into this game but unfortunately he's got a banged up shoulder so I think we can collectively say Green Bay yeah give me that bad man Aaron Rodgers okay we got a fun one here 
We got a fun one here. Jacksonville at Detroit. Because t- typically... Listen, give, me, give me Detroit at home. Um, Detroit has one of the one of the most interesting stats I read is that they score, I think it's the second highest differential between home and away. So they score like, I think it's like 11 more points at home than they do on the road. Damn. Give me, give me Detroit at the crib. In a yeah, close I'm gonna, game. Very, I'm going to go Detroit game. as well. Um, I think, I think this is a big game for Trevor Lawrence to kind of really show like he's playing against a poor defense and, and a defense that has been stepping up in recent weeks, but that offense, as you mentioned, at home, I don't know what it is about Detroit and Ford Field and Jared Goff mm-hmm. being able to get it going a little more at home, uh, but that running game is going to be a big, big, big factor in this game here. And and the Lions run the ball really well. Like, you can't take that away from them. The Jacksonville Jaguars are extremely well coached. I think that they have young talent that is going to do them well, uh, you know, for the future. But I think right now it's it's a little too tough. Uh, I think it's a little too yeah, tough to play, in, to play in Detroit. And Detroit needs this to stay in the playoff hunt right now, which is crazy that they're even at four and seven. NFC is always like that, though. There's always that one division that it's like, yo, that one team gets in. It's like, yo, how'd they get in here? <laughs> Listen, no, <laughs> not, not not so fast, <laughs> not so fast, my friend. I think Detroit has something brewing. I think it's still a little too early in that process. No wild card, no wild card for Detroit. Not at all, not at all, mm. not at all. Now, <laughs> talk about wild card or wild man. Deshaun Watson gets his return. Hey yo. <laughs> He gets his return. It's uh it's it's week thirteen. Ironically, he goes to Houston. And he's gonna oh, have man. some special attendees at this game. Did you hear about it? I did hear about this. I did hear about this. So it's wild. That's interesting in itself, right? Like some of the girls from the lawsuit are gonna be attending a game in the suite. I, I, did they use money from the lawsuit that they won to pay for this suite? I'm just wondering. I got some questions. Now, my next question is, do you think Deshaun Watson comes in with a rusty output or does he shine on a team that gave up on him, on a team that sucks, quite frankly, and on a team that has extra cheerleaders in the in the stands this week? What are you looking at um, from a Deshaun Watson? I mean, I think he has a a get back game. You know, he's gonna have like a. I think I think he'll he'll do what he has to do to get the W, is what I'll say. Um, I think the spread is a little too high. Uh, it's seven points, so a whole touchdown. Even though we did, I was at that game. You know, Miami and Houston, and it was it was bad. You know. Um, so maybe they he, they do run it up. I just don't. My, see Miami now. did whoop up on those Browns in Miami too, though. <laughs> Granted, that. Jacoby Brissett and Jacoby Brissett deserves a lot of credit. Played really good. He's only at four and seven right now, but he played really good football, and I think he overachieved for what they were uh, expecting. Not having their starting quarterback in, who they paid two hundred thirty million guaranteed over the next five years, right? All so, that money. All that court, all that, all those court fees will be taken care of um, throughout this contract, throughout the fulfillment of this contract. Now, staying on this game, though, I, obviously there's going to be some rust, right? Like you haven't played football in over 700 days mm-hmm. in a, in a, in an actual NFL game. There has to be mm-hmm. some rust. Thankfully, he's not a running back where he's got to keep his legs under him all game, and you know, like. He's going to have to be in shape, but it's not like he's really going to be going out there and dealing with a, dealing with a lot of that. But it's it's the vengeance. Like for me, when there's that personal attachment to something or that personal like agenda attached to a game, it's like a lot of that out of shape, you know, 
haven't done it in a while, rust, all that shit goes out the window, right? You got something personal and it's and it's eating at you. And I think that Deshaun Watson is truly going to take out his skill set on this Houston Texans defense. So yeah. I'm not saying he's going to go throw for 350 yards, but could I see him throw for 280, 290 with two, three touchdowns? I could see that. I could, I could most definitely see that. Tuddies. So that's going to be exciting. I mean, listen, I'm not the biggest Deshaun Watson fan as, as I once was. This whole yeah. situation has been, you know, a, a turnoff, if you will, for lack of better words. But at the end of the day, as we, we talked about this in the chat, we've talked about this multiple times, um, you know, the case is, is settled. The case is settled. And I think now it's time we talk about football and, and you know, we, we don't worry. You know, we can't just dwell on the past, if you will, right? Yeah, I hear you. I hear so, you. I hear you. Mike White and his New York Jets – Going to Minnesota. How did, where are they going? Minnesota. Oh man. I think Minnesota goes and improves to their ten and two record. Because no one's talking about it either. Like I think it's so like it's just they're just getting by. Not 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 Hold just on. getting by. They're that's not what I meant. Is that they're just getting by winning without I feel like no one there's no attention. Supreme recognition. Fair. Yeah. But you look at their two their two losses, and they come versus the NFC East, who we mentioned last week, that division is tough. The Minnesota Vikings took a bad L to the Cowboys a few weeks ago at home. I think it was like a 40-3 to loss. And they lost to the Eagles as well. So these are two of the top teams in the NFL. And, you know, yes – in their defense, like if you're going to lose, you lose to the better teams. But at the same time, it's like when you play the better teams, you're not liking that result as much. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think they just have a few things to, to settle uh, on the offensive end. Like they've got to find that consistency where, you know, Dalvin cook is, is getting a big load of, of, of the carries every game pending. He stays healthy. And then, you know, you know, you have your Justin Jefferson on the outside and, you know you have your uh, – I forgot the tight end. They just got Hawkinson, right? They just traded for Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. So Kirk Cousins is is that type of quarterback where you never know, right? You never know. He's been pretty consistent this year. He's been winning games for the team. But you still have that feeling like, hmm, can he go down with a minute 30 left and, you know, go score that ball like a Josh Allen or like a Patrick Mahomes will? I don't know. And that's where things get tricky because, mm-hmm. you know, this league is quarterback driven and they have a big, I won't say question mark because Kirk Cousins has proven himself as, you know, a really good quarterback. And, you know, he can he can go out and, and make sure your team wins a game and make the right plays and throws uh, for you guys to win. But, I mean, they're coming off a win on Thanksgiving versus this Patriots team who we just saw got blown out by the Bills. So it's going to be interesting to see. This Jets team, you know, they lost Brees Hall, right, for the year. And that was a big blow to their offense. Yeah, that was, oh, man. They're going through a lot with this Zach Wilson saga. But guess what? Mike White comes in and plays extraordinarily better than Zach Wilson did all season. And this could be one of those games that the Jets make their imprint. Like, hold on. You thought I was finished? You know what I'm saying? Like, we we just Stella got a groove back, homie. You know what I'm saying? And like Hold that up, defense, wait a uh, that defense ain't nothing to play with, right? It's not. So it's not. I think this is gonna be a better matchup and a better game than maybe more of the country thinks. But yeah, I'm excited to see the Jets go and upset the Minnesota Vikings on uh, on Sunday. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I'm I'm gonna take Sauce Gardner. Sorry to cut you off. We did it once. We're not going to do it again. Sauce Gardner versus Justin Jefferson. Whatever mm. choice of snack you want, go grab it. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Shout to Kev, though. Shout to Kev, though, because he's not here, and I know he'll be talking his shit. I know he'll be talking his shit if he was here. He's, he's He got the sniffles and shit. You know what I'm saying? Not the vid. He just got the sniffs. The sniffs. <laughs> yeah, give me. 
Give me Jets plus three. Shout out to Kev. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Safe bet. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Commanders at Giants. I think this is must-win territory for the Giants. They lost versus the Cowboys in what was quote-unquote must-win territory. Now they're actually in must-win territory, and they're at home. So this isn't a game they can afford to lose. You can't tell me that you're going to lose to the backup quarterback for the Commanders. And and it's no Mm. discredit to Taylor Heineke, but at the end of the day, Daniel Jones is a starter. Carson Wentz is their starter. Carson Wentz isn't playing. And the Giants have shown that they can be a really good team. Saquon was, what, number two in the league in rushing up until last week. So we're going to have to see some sort of offense get generated, Uh, Ken Dorsey. uh, Excuse me, Brian Dable. Brian Dable. We're going to have to see some sort of offense get generated. We can't see, uh, you know, Daniel Jones just getting sacked, nobody getting open downfield, and he's unable to make these throws that – that he was able to make earlier in the season. We're going to end, you know, I say Brian Dable, I forget their offensive coordinator's first and last name, so he gets all the credit, to be honest. But um, that staff is doing a really good job on, you know, game planning and getting the offense prepared week in, week out. They took a they took a little, a little hit last week. Granted, Cowboys defense, you got Micah Parsons on that side of the ball, Trevon Diggs, you know, guys like Leighton Van Der Esch. It's not easy. It doesn't get so much easier with a Jonathan Allen clogging shit up. Kendall Fuller's got interceptions in back-to-back games. You know what I mean? Like, but when you talk about games, you got to win. If you if you consider yourself a playoff team, you got to be able to beat the worst team in your division. And again, the Commanders are sitting at seven and five. They're quote unquote the worst team in the division, but they do got their seven wins, and I think they're tied in, in the win column with the Giants. But statistically, and on the on the scoreboard. It says there at number four, you got to win this game if you're the Giants. Give me Giants. Uh, give me Giants minus three and a half. Minus three and a half. Um, this game's tricky because, like you just said, they're tied in the win column, right? Um, the cool, not the cool, but the interesting thing is that Washington has a better divisional record right now at one and two versus oh and two so this is absolutely must win territory for the giants you don't win this i think that means you're in you're in four at that point because they have the divisional sure does you know what i mean so yeah absolutely you're 100 percent right you just went from being you know top three and not one to uh oh you know so yeah Uh oh you know yeah, uh, oh, you know, um, I, I haven't seen, what's the line at? The line is actually, uh, oh, yeah, you got it at Washington minus three and a half. Um, what is the line? Two, two, two and a half. It's two and okay. a half right now, uh, okay. according to uh, them boys. Uh, so <laughs> I would say, whew, the line's right where it needs to be. Um, it's going to be a close game. I can't call it. I'm not going to lie. Wow, who you got? He gives the fucking crowd. Who you, who got? you got? Who you got? <laughs> who you got? Can't do that. Um, What's your heart telling giants. you? Give me Giants with the points plus two and a half. I think it's going to be a close game. That's funny. Oh, boy. It's going to be a Listen, close game. We'll talk about the last one o'clock game, get into the four o'clock games. Uh, we got Titans at Eagles. So this is obviously a much bigger game for the Titans because, you know, they, they're trying to uh, establish some sort of ground in that AFC playoff contention and, and you know, try to get as high of seeds as possible. And the Eagles, it's a big game for them on the other side because they want to retain number one, right? They want to remain and stay at the top uh, pending maybe a Minnesota win, you know what I mean? But the Titans are at a point right now where they just got to continue to show. They got to continue to show. And and what's what's funny about the Titans is as much shit I talk about them and as much times I call them a fraud because I, I'll stand on it, 10 toes, they are fraud. This is the type of game they'll go and win. They play at one of the best teams in the league and they are on the road and they just go and put up instead of shut up. So 
I don't. With all that being said, I don't think the Titans win this game. I do think the Eagles continue to handle business at the link. It's going to be rocking in Philly. It's cold out. Um, and and I think that Philadelphia, with running for over 360 yards last week, they figured something out, mm-hmm. right? They figured something out. So, listen, Tennessee just came off of a tough loss versus the Cincinnati Bengals. And I could see them going back-to-back L's. Give me Philly. Like that was it. very like biased it. also, but. Yeah, shout out to your peoples up in PA, bro. Or down in PA if you're talking about it. <laughs> out west in PA, you know what I'm saying? Down yeah. down out west, down down yeah. southwest. But also, fuck the Titans. That was more of the, more of the uh, you know, bias energy. That's so it's super biased because I'm from PA. Well, you know, I was born in PA. I got people in PA and I'm a Colts fan. So. Titans, yeah, get up out of here. Um, I think you're right with what you said about this is one of those games that the Titans would uh, go and win. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I think Philly wins, but uh, Tennessee covers four and a half points. I think it's a close. Yeah, one. yeah, I think I think I think Tennessee can cover that. All right, I let's think, do I think this. Philly wins by three points. Interesting. Do you think it's going to be a late field goal, or or do you think it's just going to be like if Tennessee scores late and can't come back? Yeah, type of thing. One of those things. All mm-hmm. right. Fair, fair. Seattle at Los Angeles Rams. Give me Seattle. The Rams offense is just at a stop. You know, Bryce Perkins, I, I respect you, but, you know, Matthew Stafford couldn't even get it done this year. You definitely can't <laughs> get it done. And it's a divisional game where the uh, – Seahawks know what they're up against right now. Facts. Geno Smith understands the assignment. And ah, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, where are you guys at? Jalen Ramsey's getting cooked all year. Aaron Donald doesn't look the same right now. All points bulletin, where y'all at? Give me the Seahawks. Alert. Yeah, um, I like that too. Give me the Seahawks, uh, but I think that uh, – I mean, I know the Seahawks are firing on like on all cylinders right now. It's essentially, they're just scoring at will. Um, I do think that uh, the Rams cover those seven points. I don't think it's a touchdown. I think it's like a five-point game. I think the Seahawks cover. A whole tutty on you. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Top. Let's do that. We 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 uh I I said I think San Francisco is gonna win. It's Miami at San Francisco. It's gonna be a road game. It's gonna be tough. Miami's missing their starting left tackle. That's my reasoning. Give me San Francisco with the stout defense and uh, Jimmy G for the dub. Yeah, give me San Fran with the with the dub for sure. Jimmy G's. I don't know if you remember. Remember when they said that when he came in. That uh, he gets paid like an extra quarter mil every time he plays more than like seventy five percent of the yeah. game, bro. He's just out here <laughs> getting a bag. You you gotta love it. Oh man, Las Vegas Raiders hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm, AFC West. I want to bring a point up that you made before the season. I texted you the video. I didn't repost it or anything. I won't do that. But you told me that you think the MVP this year was going to be the quarterback of whoever wins the AFC West. Clearly, the Chiefs are going to win the AFC West. So you, you're, you, and you know, thankfully, the Chiefs are in that division. So you, you kind of lucked out. It's not like, oh my God, I'm so crazy. <laughs> but if it, contextually, if you listen to that episode. We were talking about how truly we believe Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, and Justin Herbert were going to have some MVP-type numbers. Mm. Can't say that so much now. I mean, Justin Herbert's playing pretty good football, but Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, just say that didn't age too well. That's okay, though. Like I said, you're rocking with the Chiefs. They're still the best team in the league. We'll talk about that in our power rankings coming up. But who you got? Chargers at Raiders. Mm. Raiders just came back and won versus uh, Seattle in overtime last week. Josh Jacobs had a career night. If you ask me. If you ask me. Justin Herbert's on the road with it. 
taking that dub back home to LA. Yeah, I think this is that's exactly what I was gonna say. This is gonna be one of those typical AFC West battles. Um and I gotta take Ante the Adams, bro. I gotta take I gotta take I gotta take the Adams, bro. Like you said, he's still him. He's him. Ooh, he sure lives. He sure lives. You know, and I don't know who could I, stop I, him out there in LA. All you gotta do is throw it. If there, I just think you know, out. Renfro out, you know, Waller out. It's just tough. tough. It's just tough. The Raiders tough. got it hard, man. Raiders really do got it hard, and I feel for Derek Carr because every year it's just something. It's just always something every single year. Um, well, with that being said, whether I feel bad or not, I got LAC over LV, and the Pick final. Final, <laughs> that's funny. The final four <laughs> o'clock game, we got AFC Championship rematch. Are you ready for this, Ethaniel? Kansas City on the road versus yeah. Cincinnati Bengals, a team who should be expecting Jamar Chase back this week. Apparently, yeah, I did see that he was practicing, and he's and not he, but the Bengals are heating up, heating up. Joe Burrow's been playing some really good football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're throwing it. Now, I it's think Joe scary. Mixon, I'm not sure if Joe Mixon's going to play this week. I haven't done my uh, research on that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But, but, as much as I think that would be a big help for this Bengals team, I don't think it would be enough. There's a lot riding on this game. The Chiefs know that this is the team that stopped their Super Bowl chances. The Chiefs understand that they were at home when they had an opportunity to go back to the Super Bowl while hosting their fourth straight AFC Championship game. The Chiefs understand that they were winning at halftime and the Bengals just wanted it more after the half. You and I know. Yeah. No, you know. <laughs> you know more <laughs> than I do. That's how we're going to That's how we're going to flip that one. But the Chiefs this year have just been on one. And it's I saw an interesting stat that Patrick Mahomes had like 40-plus uh, touchdowns of like 40 yards or more or so throughout like his career. And this year he's had like one. And they're still winning. They're still not, you know, playing bad football. And the whole Tyreek situation, oh, who's it going to be? What's it going to Listen. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Is, yeah. And yeah, he's exactly. made his name for a reason, right? And he still has the best tight end in NFL history, Travis Kelsey, at his at his disposal right there to his right or to his left. So And our wide receiver core still kind of equals one Tyreek Hill, I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh, they, they put in work. They put in a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, you guys got Juju MVS, you guys got Sky Moore out there, and mm-hmm. you know Patrick Mahomes love to share the opportunity. Right, he's not stingy. And shout out to your other tight end, that backup tight end number eighty four. I forget is Christian Watson. I think not Christian Watson. Uh, that's the fucking Packers wide receiver. Forget uh, God damn, I forget his name. Number eighty four. But anyways, he's been balling out this year. And yeah, I, I just think that Patrick Mahomes understands the assignment this week. He doesn't want to go and say that the Bengals beat him two times in a row. And he wants to look back saying, "Listen, we should have won that game in uh, in Justin Arrowhead." Watson. Justin Watson. There you go. I know it was in Watson. <laughs> Something in Watson. So, yeah. I, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid definitely got something up their sleeve this week. No, absolutely. I think um, I, I mentioned this on the last episode that he beats Rams, puts a battery in his back, as in, like, I would have beat them. And then the very next game, I get the motherfuckers that I you know I needed I was should have been almost beat yeah should have should have beat to go beat the motherfuckers I already just beat you know what I mean so um, I think that definitely left a bad taste in his mouth and um, say what you want about Patty Mahomes as a warrior so we're gonna go in there we're gonna get that though let's talk about the Chiefs schedule real quick before we talk about that Sunday night game I don't think anybody's really caring about that Sunday night game. Colts Cowboys, right? <laughs> I think the Cowboys take care of business versus Indianapolis just based on, Let's do this real quick. Cowboys hosting the Colts Sunday night football. Listen, all I'm going to say is the Cowboys defense, Colts offense, Colts have no match for that defense. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Cowboys in a game that the Cowboys know they have to win, right? And 
Uh, a, a game that, quite frankly, the Colts can find a way to slip out. I just don't see it happening. Uh, yeah, uh, th- that game has red flags written all over it. I wouldn't even know. I would say Dallas lines at ten and a half. I, I think that's too many points. But the that's same a lot time. of points. It's a lot of points. Our defense is our defense is really good. So ten and a half is there. Um, they they, they mutton it right now. <laughs> uh, I think I think Dallas gets to win. I think Dallas gets to win for sure. Heard you. Let's just. I wanted to talk about the Chiefs' remaining schedule because after they go to Cincinnati, they're going to go to Denver, play a divisional game in which they should take care of business because we all know the story. Again, I'll say it: Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson project. It's not looking good. Then they go mm-hmm. to Houston in a game that you tell me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then at home versus Seahawks, which is going to be a tough game. Um, it's Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. They always tend to do good on those Christmas Eve games. You know what I mean? That that Christmas week. At home, it's probably going to be fucking snowing. Give me the Chiefs. Then they play the Broncos at home on New Year's Day. Then they finish the season in Vegas week 18. So, like, what I'm trying to say to you, E, right now, what I'm trying to say to you right now, you guys are what, 9-2? and two? Yes, sir. I don't think the Chiefs lose the season again. And I know that's music to your ears as a Chiefs fan, and I'm not just saying that to make you, you know, smile and giggle. That's not my MO. Uh, but – you know, um, I, how Central C said it. <laughs> nah, nah. But, but listen, the way um, the Chiefs are playing right now and the way that the offense is clicking and the defense is getting their stops when they need them, I don't see the Broncos, the Raiders, the Texans, and then you got the Seahawks, right? Seahawks is their biggest threat. <clears throat> And if you tell me that the Seahawks are your biggest threat for the rest of the year, <laughs> sounds like you're in good hands. And you're at home, and it's a Christmas Eve game, sounds like you're in good hands. So, yes, I'm going to call it right now. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to go undefeated for the rest of the season. And I believe two. they're going to just – this is this is a blessing and a curse, though. This is a blessing and a curse. Because if you run the table right now, you're going to have to do it through the playoffs again, obviously. And not saying that's impossible, but it's football, and we know how that works. So take that how you want it. I'm not going to dive too deep into playoff talk, but take that how you want it. I think the Chiefs run the table for the rest of the season. I think that Seahawks game and uh, that last game in Vegas is are. You hope you lose those games, right? <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Um, I'd rather lose the Seahawks game than lose the rate than lose the uh, the Raiders game, of course, because it's a divisional game. Um, Damn, you rather lose a Christmas I think, gift? <laughs> I think that um, there's something about our division, and it's like something in the water type of thing, you know, and. One of those teams always finds a way somehow. It it, tip, it hasn't in recent years mattered, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> you know? But one of those teams always finds a way how. Um, but, I mean, if we run tables, we run tables. I, I do think that's a gift and a curse, like you said. But it's it's set up that way. Look, It, it seems that way. It seems that way. I yes, sir. So, um, Let's talk about our power rankings, right? I'm not sure if you're going to agree with me full-fledged here. But I'm going to go from 5 to 1 in my opinion. I haven't looked at I haven't looked at the NFL power rankings. You know what's funny? I pulled them up here, but I haven't looked at them. So if I'm going to look at them real quick. ESPN has it at Okay. So they got Miami Dallas, Buffalo, this is from 5-1. to one. Miami at 5, Dallas at 4, Buffalo at 3, Philadelphia at 2. Sorry? That's not 6? No, no, no. No, no, no. They got oh. Miami at 5, Dallas at 4, 
Buffalo at three, Philadelphia at two, Kansas City at one, right? That's fair. I, I mean, I could I could respect it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with at five Minnesota. Who do you got at five? Let's do it. Let's do it one and one. Who do you got at five? I put Miami at five. Got Miami at five. Okay, so let's talk about that real quick. Um, is it what? Okay, so why do you have Miami so low? If you will. Um. Personally, to me, I don't know. I I just think one, like we mentioned earlier, it's a division that they're in. Um, two. I love what they're doing, and I hope for the sake of you know home team down here that they continue to do it. Um, it's like prove. It's like you got to show like they're showing. But and granted, they proved it because they they've showed it eight times consistently this year right. so far. You know what I mean? Um, but I think it's a it's like a year in year out thing for me. Um, no, I I get I get what you're saying. You know, and and you know they haven't had to put their balls on the wall. You know, and and really really tr- show that you know playoff matchups and all this stuff. So I get it. This Niners um, game, I think I think I have them at five pending this Niners game. Fair. I got Minnesota at four, at five. I got Buffalo at four. Who's your four? I'm putting Minnesota at four. Okay. Put Minnesota at four. So I got Minnesota at five, Buffalo at four, Miami at three. Miami at three. You got Buffalo at three? Who do you got at three? Um... I want to put Buffalo at three, man. And it's if I don't put them at three, they're not going to make the list. <laughs> That's what I'm, I was going to ask. I'm like, yo, is Buffalo in your top five? That's hey, I mean, um, hey, I just think that I think they're I think they're playing very shaky right now. Um, and I I I, I wouldn't be able to put them at, in my who's that Buffalo? Five. Yeah, okay. I just, I, like a 24-10 win tonight over New England doesn't really. Yeah. Fair. Fair. <laughs> it doesn't really do it for me. I'm more concerned with you guys almost losing on on Thanksgiving <laughs> you know to one I mean? of the worst teams, the the um, one of the worst, best worst teams in the league. <laughs> if we're talking three right now, and I said I have Miami, Minnesota. I'm putting Dallas at three. Okay. I mean, somebody has to lose it. You know what I'm saying? Somebody doesn't make the yeah. cut. I get that. I yeah. totally get that. And and yeah. reason being, me with the, the Miami at three is Tua and Mike McDaniel are undefeated this season, right? When Tua starts, mm-hmm. they don't lose. And they – so what I love about the dynamic between the Tua and Mike McDaniel – is that one, they're really smart guys. They're both really intelligent. They're both really football-headed. Um, and you can see that chemistry that they have, right? It's based yeah. on, first, let's have fun and let's love the game. And when you have that Patrick Mahomes, uh, Andy Reid type of you know chemistry, we see a lot of success out of that. When you have that LaFleur and... Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, you, you got – or Mike McCarthy, Aaron Rodgers, and it's just like you got a head honcho guy and, you know, a know-it-all. Like, it can get tricky. You guys are both great, and, and we can see some greatness through, from here, but we also can butt heads at times. And, mm-hmm. you know, when Aaron Rodgers is looking at LaFleur, like, what the fuck, bro? Like, why didn't we call that, you know? And Brady's uh, having his issues with Bruce Arians or – you know what I mean? Like, those type of relationships tend to be a little more tense. Don't get me wrong. We've seen greatness come from both. But Not what really. I'm seeing between this coach and this quarterback is a lot of intelligent play and limit limited mistakes, limited mistakes from this Dolphins uh, offense. And that's something that will take you far and deep into the season and playoffs. So why Dallas didn't make it, but the Minnesota did, I think that you know Minnesota's record speaks for itself. Dallas did beat them, so they do have that head-to-head matchup. At the end of the day, um, 
I think that Minnesota's been playing more consistent football for them to make it over Dallas. And then Miami jump into that three spot for me. Like, right now, I think Miami could beat anybody in this league. Like, you can put KC versus Miami, and I wouldn't have an issue with someone saying, no, I think the Dolphins are going to go beat them. I would say the Chiefs, but I think the Dolphins can beat them. You know what I mean? Um, They've already beaten the Bills, right? And we saw that an impressive matchup. So I give the respect to the Dolphins. They haven't had this good of a start since, like, 2001. And I don't think it's a fluke. I don't think it's like, oh, this is what's going on. Like, no, they've beaten good teams, and they're making – a lot of great plays. They have two of the best wide receivers in the league right now. So I'll put Miami at three. At two. Yeah. I, I think we both got there. the top two um figured out and it's Philly. And then number one is KC. Am I am I am I am I on to something? No, nah, you're correct. You're absolutely were correct. were you surprised that I had KC at one and Philly at two, or did you think I would have that? Nah, I think I think Philly's playing amazing ball right now, and it's unprecedented. Honestly, yeah. it's 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 impressive. Yeah. Is what it is. We haven't. It's and it's it's good and it's fun to see the Eagles win for the NFL. You know, for fans, whether you're an Eagles fan or not, if you're a fan of football, it's always good to see the Eagles doing good. Um, but what the, and of course, don't know what's gotten into Philly. Whatever. But what the Chiefs are doing this year is just it's it's dominant. It's consistent. It's chip on my shoulder. Yeah. Like it, it's it, a lot it, of that chip on my shoulder shit too now. Mm-hmm. It's a lot mm-hmm. of it. And you mm-hmm. know, so yeah, we, what, what sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Yeah, we adjusted correctly. You know, a, a lot of a lot of people were questioning the Tyreek move, you know, getting him up out of there. Um really we didn't really feel it till till, you know, about the Buffalo game to be honest. Um yeah. or even the Indianapolis game a little bit. But really the Buffalo game is when we really felt uh, Yeah, I think the Indianapolis game was more of an immature coached mm-hmm. game and, and mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes left some plays out there. That's more of what yeah, that was. Exactly. Uh-oh. Exactly. So it, it's really like we didn't even miss a like we didn't miss a step, to be honest. We made the right adjustments and, and we kept on rolling. So it's just what we're doing this year is I, I, I gotta put you at one. Respect to Philly, but NFC's tough. You know? NFC's tough. NFC's tough. And, and you know, going to my point of why I have Philly at, at two and KC at one, I mean, starting at KC, like, they've been, you know, head honcho for years. And until somebody shows me that, like, consistently they're going to play better than KC week in, week out, I'm not going to change that. Not to say KC's been the best team in the league for the last 20 weeks. No. We've seen the Bengals be an amazing team. We've seen the Rams last year do their thing. Eagles are doing their thing, and the Vikings are doing their thing this year. But the consistency and the no to win, and then having a guy like Patrick Mahomes at your quarterback position. like it's a beautiful thing. You can't man. argue against it. You can't really um, – you're not going to say you prefer anybody else at this point, right, of, of where the league's at. So I think that, you know, to piggyback off you, their adjustments on their roster – there are adjustments on this defense where we thought this defense might be a little uh, pushy. You know what I mean? And guess what? They're they're not playing horrible football on that defense side of the ball. It's not like you guys are going out there scoring 35 points a game and having to, you know, oh, get this extended, extended drive. Oh, we got no. I mean, your defense is getting stops. Patrick Mahomes is scoring the ball. When Patrick Mahomes ain't playing too well at certain points of games, your defense is helping him out. So, like, that's what you need. All three phases is doing really mm-hmm. good. And same thing goes for Philly. Like, Philly's having an amazing year on both sides of the ball. Their defense is playing stout. They have two lockdown corners. Unfortunately, they just lost Chauncey Gardner-Johnson with a rib injury for some weeks, but he was leading the league in picks. Um, And that defensive line is stacked, right? I mean, they still got Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox, two fucking legends and veterans in this league who are still getting clutch stops and, and sacks and you know, third down runs, uh, second down run stuffs that cause big third down. You know what I mean? So, like, the Eagles have it. And on the flip side, trading for A.J. Brown was the best thing they've done. A.J. Nice. Brown has shown that he's a top five, top six receiver in this league. And he can do it at a consistent level. And the Titans should have paid him. That's that's what he's shown. Well, the Philly uh, Philly Eagles paid him, what, four years, $100 million, I think. Deservedly so. And yep. Jalen Hurts is the next big story because who thought Jalen Hurts was going to, you know, play this well? 
the, what is he in his third year? Second, second or third year? Third? I don't know. Second or third, third year, year? One of them. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, no, he stepped up in a in a very big way this season. He's been he leadership wise, yeah, making the throws, running the ball when he needs to, and limiting the mistakes. Limiting the mistakes. So, but to my point that I've made on previous podcasts, I can't tell you exactly when it was. It was the fact that ever since high school and his first year at Alabama, we've only seen progression from Jalen Hurts. There hasn't been that, oh, you know, well, last year he didn't, but this year, you know, he's going to bounce back. Like, he went from starter at Alabama. The only moment he had with regression was when he got benched in the championship game. He took his team to the championship, got benched for Tua, who's in my top three (laughs) right now, uh, as far as power rankings-wise, quarterbacks on the power rankings. He got benched for Tua. It humbled him. He then transferred to Oklahoma, played for a quarterback's coach, Lincoln Riley, was a Heisman candidate, then goes to the NFL, gets drafted in the first round, comes in midway or a little after midway through his rookie year, wins a big game in Arizona, and then starts his next year, plays better football, and this year it's like, bro, Jalen Hurts, you can't say, oh, is he, is he? No, Jalen Hurts is in MVP discussions at this point. And you can't take that away from him. So, you know, kudos to him. Kudos to the Eagles and Coach Sirianni in his second year as a head coach coming from Indianapolis and getting it done. Getting it fucking done. So, I think that leaves us uh, with with, uh, nothing else. I know I wanted to uh, talk about some college football, but I also want to let that kind of simmer a little more. Because Mm -hmm. we got got college football playoff expansion – Talk. I want Kevin to be in on the conversation. Is is more so why I want to hold it. Uh, we got top six. You know, this year we'll have a fourteen playoff this year, but next year or twenty twenty four. Unfortunately, we're gonna have to wait to twenty twenty four for that twelve team playoff. That's gonna be a fun conversation. So shout out to you, bro. I appreciate your time and and effort here, uh, rocking out with me. You know it. And uh, yeah, bro. Sunday should be fun. Sunday should be fun. Saturday should be fun. It's championship week. We got a packed, you know, college. Uh, what is that? Conference championships that are that are yeah. gonna be rocking. So, yeah, man, should be good. Oh, I'm watching the top ten. Brewing. I'm what? Yeah, I'm watching the top ten right now. I'm gonna play number two. <laughs> top ten. Oh boy, yeah. And Josh Allen is on number two right now. So it's crazy. It's a beautiful yeah, time in sports right now. Oh yeah, I love I love the Christmas season in the sports because you know you get that Christmas Day. We're getting Christmas Day football and basketball this year. We also got World Cup going on right now. College football is at its peak. So have a good day, beloved. <laughs> yeah.